The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Well, we just heard from Salud Carbajal. He's a military veteran. Let's keep this going. Uh, we have our friends from the Central Coast Veterans Memorial Museum here. Very special exhibit coming up. Uh, we welcome back to the broadcast first, Bart Toppin. Bart is the president and director of the museum, and he has brought with him Chris Emerit. Chris is... Here we go. The Administrative Services Officer for the Slow County Veterans Service Office. Uh, we have an Army guy and a Marine guy. They promise to behave. Gentlemen, nice to see you both. Thank you for your service. Thank you for being here. Before we get dive into the event, Chris, explain the purpose of your office, please. So our office, is, the purpose of our office is to uh, provide assistance to veterans who wish to uh, apply for benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. We work as the middlemen and answer questions that are on the process as well as on the paperwork uh, for veterans' benefits. Is there a website we should give out? Yeah. It is um, escaping me at We'll moment. Google it. We'll Google it. We'll find out. Uh, Bart, let's remind folks about the museum. Oh, the museum's uh, starting our 21st year, uh, getting bigger and better every year. And uh, new exhibits, like our new Pearl Harbor exhibit, where we got a piece of the USS Arizona through the Navy, and uh, doing a lot of new and interesting stuff there. But uh, bringing the wall that heals back is fits right into our mission. Let's give the overview. What's happening, Bart? Well, the 16th through the 19th of March, we are bringing back uh, special thanks to the people that got this going, and that's... Uh, uh, the Veterans Service Office, especially Chris and, and Morgan Boyd, the director, the wall that heals, and that's the three-quarter replica of the Vietnam Memorial Wall that tours the country. And we're the first city in the nation to get it a second time, and that's because they were so pleased with the job we did the first say, time. How have we scored that on her? Yeah, we just did a good job. Again, go back to people... Uh, at the Veterans Service Office, they've always done a terrific job. Uh, if if you if you're a veteran and you need some help, that's where you need to go. I, I love those folks; they do a great job. So that um, they got that ball rolling and asked us as a uh, because of our mission and because we're a 501c3 to to join in and help them with this program, and we were just delighted to do so. Chris, what does this exhibit mean to you as a veteran? It gives me a chance to really connect with the Vietnam veterans. I didn't have any Vietnam veterans in my family, uh, and to really honor them and show uh, my support for them because they had really a rough time when they came home, and what they went through was in stark contrast to you know our homecomings and the support uh, that we received. Yeah, Bart, you're a Vietnam veteran. The wall must be special for you. It is. I've got several friends on that wall, people I served with. And and uh, when we came home, we were actually told, uh, take off your uniform. Don't, don't go 
don't go out of here when you process out in, in a uniform because of the way uh, veterans were being treated at the time. So, yeah, it was a different time. And uh, it's created a, a different kind of veteran from that era. How so? Well, it wasn't a popular conflict to serve in. Sure. Um, veterans weren't thanked for being in it at that time. And most veterans went home and they didn't want to talk about it because it wasn't popular. And the people around them, and including their own families, didn't want to talk about it. So they went home and everybody acted like they had just been gone for the week or something. And it created a lot of issues. And, and uh, it was a whole different different thing. Has, has the wall, especially the, the original wall in Washington, D.C., Bart, let me start with you. Has it been a healing? Has it been a tool for healing? It, I, I guess it's probably a, a unique experience for for every Vietnam vet. Uh, I re, I really appreciated when I went to the wall in Washington D.C. and as I said, I had the name of several friends. One in particular who was was killed over there that I had gone through the army with, and and uh, I remember stenciling his name off the wall on a piece of paper. And every year, I just uh, there's a website I go to and I look him up and and think about Mike and that's not particularly unusual for vet a Vietnam vet it's just that we don't talk to others about it generally yeah all right we are in conversation with Bart Topham and Chris Emmert so uh, Bart what is happening with the uh, the wall that heals where is it going to be give us an overview of the event itself please well real quickly on Tuesday the 14th, there's going to be a big procession starting at uh, Mission San Miguel and uh, coming down to Madonna Meadows. Wow. And thank you so much to the Madonna Inn folks. They have donated um, the use of, of the meadows for that entire period of time Great. and are just being very generous and, and helpful with us. Uh, there's going to be three, 400 riders in, in that cavalcade accompanying the the big truck that contains the wall down to San Luis Obispo. And uh, in the lead will be all the Vietnam veterans. Uh, Chris can tell you some more details about that because he's one of the big coordinators of that event. It's it's going to be impressive in itself. Chris, what's happening? Yeah, so we're going to meet at the mission in San Miguel. Um, we'll get a ride briefing from our ride captain, Jim Stitt, who... Uh, has also been very instrumental in coordinating all this and getting the word out to the different mo motorcycle riders throughout the community and in the surrounding areas. The, as Bart said, the Vietnam veterans will lead and be in front of the semi-trailer that will carry the wall as we move from the mission to um, the Madonna Meadows. And then everyone else will fall in behind. We'll have uh, CHP and sheriff escorts as well as Cal Fire and local fire departments uh, moving along with us and lining the overpasses from San Miguel to San Luis Obispo. That was going to be my next question. Would it be appropriate for the public to be on the overpasses? Absolutely, and we would love to have them come out. Uh, Welcome Home Military Heroes is currently working on rounding up volunteers who would like to line the overpasses with flags or signs themselves and then also line the driveway leading in from the Madonna Meadows, the Madonna Inn to the Madonna Meadows. So if you wanted to get involved and volunteer for that, you can go to vetmuseum.org. Vetmuseum.org? And, okay. and there is a 
link for volunteer sign up and that's where you can volunteer or sign up to volunteer for the event for the lining the overpasses or participating in the flag line and also for signing up for a tour on the on the website is there a schedule so you might have like a general time of when it's coming by Tascadero or are people just going to have to show up and wait? There's, the not, there's not a general time okay. for uh, when it should be reaching local communities that specific. Yeah. It's impossible to, sure. to be that detailed for the procession because it's the CHP and uh, the uh, Sheriff's Department are all assisting us to get everybody safely on to the, the highway, the freeway, yeah. and move on down. But we have to get everybody on get everybody moving at the same pace so there aren't big gaps. It's, there's a lot to be orchestrated in developing and, and getting that going. So it's it's impossible to say, well, we'll be here at this time or, or that. And, you know, I would remind folks that want to be involved that, while this is a very special event, it's, it's not a celebration. It's not cheering and flag-waving. It's a solemn event, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of, of respect, of, of commemorative and remembrance. So... Uh, it's important, but it, it's not a party. Yeah, you show up. You show up. But now, um, excuse me, uh, Chris mentioned tours. Yeah, yeah, we've we've got uh, a one-hour tour, free tours for up to a hundred people. So, you know, you want to have a tour with your family, bring your family, and and uh, you can sign up for that again on our website. If you have a whole organization you want to bring. Sign up on our website. We'll we'll get it going. But what would the tour include, Bart? Well, it would tour, uh, include a tour of the um, the van that opens up and becomes um, yeah the mobile education center, which is the actual trailer that carries the wall when it's traveling from location to location. It turns into a, what they call a mobile education center, and it has screens that will display uh, local veterans. Vietnam veterans from the area who whose names are on the wall, and they're also including surrounding counties to include Santa Barbara, Ventura, and Monterey. And then there's uh, just other, other information on the Vietnam War itself that they will speak about. And the docents are from the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund, who are the owners and founders of the wall. Boy, this is really impressive. Uh, group tours possible. There's still tours available, so okay. uh, go to that website. What if I'm a t- what if I'm a school teacher? And I want to bring my kids. We love it. We'd love more than of that. It's uh, it's something that I hope all the teachers will think about and uh, talk about, and maybe make arrangements for because we love especially to have the kids. You know, I've said this before, but at the museum we often have uh, young people come in. We have school groups come in, and the truth is. In most cases, they know nothing about the conflicts we've been involved in. Yeah. They don't know the who, the why, the how. The, it, it's it's almost scary, to be honest with you. And that's part of our mission at the museum uh, and part of the mission of the wall is to, is to educate people. You know, what what sacrifices have been made? You know, what mistakes have been made? What What's gone on? And 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 uh, when people come in and say, "What was World War II?" Uh, have no clue who was in it, when it was, nothing. And and it's actually true of of, of the uh, Vietnam conflict as well. That's beyond sad. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just beyond sad. Well, let me tell you about the rest Please. of that schedule real Please. quickly. Sure. Because it it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a deal. So the caravan arrives on the 14th, and on the 15th they're going to be doing setup, and uh, then at the stroke of midnight on the 15th at zero 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 one hours on the 16th the place opens up and the wall opens up there'll be lighting there'll be docents there there'll be volunteers there at midnight and mm-hmm. it's going to be open 24/7 through 2 p.m. on the 19th and there'll be people to take care of you to help you to talk to you uh, you know, there's a lot of veterans uh, in all the conflicts, in fact, that like to come at night. It's a whole different experience. Why is that? Why is that? It's a more solemn time to reflect. You have a lot less people there to share the experience with, and you can reflect more individually, especially as Bart mentioned, those Vietnam veterans who have a hard time, uh, or any veteran have a hard time communicating or talking about their experiences. Um in their, with their service. And so having that opportunity when you're by yourself, it's quiet, it's dark, you're with one-on-one reflecting with the wall. is just a more uh, surreal experience. So midnight on the 15th is when it opens. And it runs all the way until the 19th, 24-7. Free you to the betcha. public. Mm. And we're expecting a lot of folks, so... Uh, on, on the sidebar here, on the Stolbert Tatum text line, could you guess talk about the status of the Slow Veterans Museum after the flooding? Whoa. Yeah, we uh, both the VSO and the museum, which, you know, abut one another. Uh, that's why we're such great friends. We're neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> we both got a lot of flooding, and uh, we lost all our carpeting. Uh, we lost, you know, some the bookcases that that uh, once they got wet, they began disintegrating. Other things like that. Uh, there, there, we were lucky in that no critical artifacts were lost, but a lot of material things were ruined, and and we're still waiting to get everything replaced. But we're open back up, even without carpeting and some of those <laughs> other nicer looking things. But we're open back up because we refuse to stay closed. Yeah. All right, good for you. We'll be back with my guests and talk more about the big exhibit, Wall That Heals, coming right here to San Luis Obispo. We're live, we're local. You're listening to Hometown Radio. Well, this is special. This is important as uh, we welcome you back. We've got Bart Topham and Chris Emmert here. We're talking about the wall that heals a very special exhibit that is coming here, coming back here on Tuesday, March 14th. Bart, for folks just tuning in, let's remind them of what's happening on the 14th. Okay, on the 14th, there'll be a procession from Mission San Miguel to the Madonna Meadows where we will then put together the next day the wall and then uh, the next day it opens up for uh, public uh, to participate and to view and to learn and to educate so that's a squeeze nutshell of it but there's so much more to it this procession itself if you want to get on an overpass and and watch three to four hundred people uh, process solemnly with the uh, with the big rig that's bringing the wall 
that will be happening on the 14th. Uh, the 15th is primarily set up and mechanics uh, of getting everything ready. And then on the stroke of midnight, then on the 15th slash 16th, we open up. And Chris, you need volunteers at all sorts of different levels. Yeah, so like I mentioned, if you go onto the website, there is a site to sign up for volunteers, and we are filling shifts. They're four-hour shifts, uh, six volunteers per shift that staggered throughout the day. And the volunteers will be uh, you know, responsible for helping veterans, uh, visitors, their family, locate, find and locate names on the walls uh, to briefly re- uh, speak about the Vietnam War uh, and the wall, uh, they will receive training from the Vet- Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund on how foundation for um, basic information about the wall and the war that they can help uh, speak to guests about. Uh, so that we are about 84% full on those needed shifts. So there are still some openings. And as Bart mentioned, the, the and we kind of spoke about the overnight shifts are pretty powerful and the Vietnam veterans of America out of Guadalupe, they were instrumental in twisting our arm and trying, they didn't have to twist very hard to reapply to get the, you know, the wall that heals back into the community. Um, and so they have taken up a lot of those overnight shifts and for the very reasons that we already spoke about. So, um, there, but we do need volunteers, um, starting at, um, I believe it's 6, 2 p.m. on the 15th is when the first shift begins. And then they'll receive the training at 6 p.m. And at 10 a.m. on the 16th is when we have our official opening ceremony. And uh, everything you need to know is on the website at vetmuseum.org. Uh, Bart, I promise you a chance to acknowledge your sponsors. Yeah. I, you know, this... For all the great efforts that we're making, it still wouldn't happen if it weren't for all our generous sponsors. A lot of people on the Central Coast have have joined in, either in-kind or financial donations to make this happen so that we can get the the equipment and supplies we need so that we can buy food to pay the the volunteers that are going to be there 24-7 to, you know, lighting, uh, generators, uh, uh, porta potties, I, I, dumpsters. I could go on and on about the things you, yeah. you know, the mechanics of what you have to do to pull this off. In it's a, like a in military a campaign. That's exactly, <laughs> and we got the right people. But uh, uh, as I mentioned, Madonna Inn, they've been wonderful. Uh, Legacy Village in Napomo has been the other major contributor, along with the Madonna Inn. Uh, those are gold star contributors, and and uh, helping to really make this possible. But we've had uh, anywhere from a $5 donation to a $30,000 donation in, in kind. So we've had in kind as well as monetary, uh, a lot of in kind, where people have either reduced a cost or just given us uh, stuff that we might need. It's, it's, it's been fantastic. It's, the whole community's pitching in. We should also acknowledge you have people coming from all over California to see this. Yeah. Chris, yeah, so- about those buses? Yeah, the honor buses. So the same organization that puts on honor flights that takes veteran takes veterans to Washington D.C. to the different memorial war memorials out there uh, is coordinating what they're calling honor buses from Fresno and Bakersfield for the Vietnam veterans who are a bit older in age have medical uh, 
disabilities and wouldn't necessarily be able to make it to Washington, D.C. So they're going to be traveling from Fresno and Bakersfield, and they're expecting about 100 veterans per bus uh, to come from each of those communities. So you're expecting a really good turnout. How much planning has this involved, Bart? How long have you and your committee been together on this? (laughs) This has been going on for months. I think uh, since... I submitted the application in April of last year. We've been planning and expecting. uh, We received a call from the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Foundation, and they wanted to know more information and um, if we would be able to support it again. So that has been going on since then, and we're we're the first stop along the 2023 tour so we're furiously moving ahead while other uh, communities across the country have a little more time to prepare so and you know what what's really interesting is some of those communities including sacramento hawaii have been contacting us uh to gain information about how they could do it really because the word's out we do a good job here and uh, some of them are attending our meetings we meet weekly the committee uh, some of them are attending our meetings by Zoom, and others, are, you know, are calling us. There's there's a lot of interest around uh, the state and even the country on what we're doing to get this thing put on and the way it should be put on. Well, it speaks volumes that we're the only town that is getting this a second time. That's really impressive. Well, it's nice it's to be first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and before you, uh, we let you go, Bart, put a plug in just for the the museum what it is and how people can visit that. Well, we're starting our 21st year, and if you want to learn more about the Vietnam War, for example, or specifically about the people in the Central Coast that uh, gave it all for um, their service in the Vietnam War, we have displays talking about the wall, displays about those along the Central Coast that lost their lives serving in Vietnam. Uh, We have displays from World War I, uh, through the current conflicts, and we're constantly changing and upgrading those and doing new and interesting things. We've just added some interactive kiosks. Uh, we just got a piece of the USS Arizona from the native, no. uh, from the Navy, and and have upgraded that display. So we're always looking to do new and interesting things, not just simply to to remember and to commemorate and to honor our veterans, certainly all of that, but also to educate current and future generations on these conflicts, what they were about, why they were, who sacrificed for them. So as uh, we wrap things up with my guests, I direct you to the website vetmuseum.org, vetmuseum.org. Please circle your calendar for March 14th, and uh, let's solemnly welcome the wall back to the central coast uh chris anything you want to say in closing uh no just thanks for having us uh we hope to see everybody out there for the event we're hoping to really have a great veteran and and community turnout bart thank you again for having us dave it's always nice to be here and and again come on community let's let's show them how we do it all right we'll keep the word out for you guys thank you very much for what you're doing off we go we got news and traffic and weather four o'clock hour starts now
The 920 KVEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Wazy. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.